Rav Tzimin Shin Chav Tes Siv Gimel. Misha Nafla Lav Mapaylus. Someone uh, pile of bricks or whatever fell on him. Wall Suffolk Chai Suffolk Mace. You're not sure if he's alive or dead. Suffolk Usham Suffolk Enusham. You're not even sure if he was able to get out from there. So you're not even sure if he's under there or not. I feel him to Tzolim Rishu Usham. You know you know he's there. Suffolk Akam Suffolk Israel. You don't know if it was a Jew that it fell on or a guy fell on. You could un- move away the pile, even though you have all these fakers. Shabruz Sivkon Chav says, The Mishnah, you know, he says, says it in the opposite way. First, you have a suffix if someone is there or not. And even if he's there, you're not sure if he's alive or dead. He says, that's a better way to write this. Sivkon Tess, Meaning at the time where, you know, the wall came down, you knew he was there. If any do, it's not known in his pick lotis whether he had a chance to get away or not. Even if you don't know where the guy fell, but a house came down. And you have no idea if someone's in there right now. But you know that generally people live here. So not in the you could, you know, you could unload that house, you know, to search and rescue. Now the Sanhedrin talks about where someone crawls Underneath the house to, to, to break into another house. So in a scenario where the guy for doing so, which means that the first the guy there can kill him. So and while he's digging, you know the, the tunnel falls on him. And because he's chayiv misa, can I say He's considered a dead man already. A person who does averus for his desires calls man as long as he's not kaf b'teir. Mechal Shabbos to save him. Aval Mula Haches, if he's a Mumula Haches, also Latziloi, you're not allowed to save him. Now, you have to know exactly to call someone a Mumula Haches, you have to know that he's a Mumu, you have to know that he knows. The place can talk about what a Mumula Haches is. But if someone who is a Mumula Haches, you're not allowed to save him even during the week. Mechal Shkain, the Osir Chal of Shabbos, surely can't Mechal Shabbos, be Pukur Chagal, be Shari Fu, do anything else. Which means that anybody there's a lot of meridim v'leim malon that certain people, because of their actions, we, for lack of a better and a more politically correct term, we let them die when something comes their way. So such a person who is ruled upon that one should let him die when you know when something happens, surely you're not going to break Shabbos to try to save him. Siv Dalit Afilu Mitzau Merutzis Sheni Yach Liches Elvisha. We need to find the guy and he's in bad condition. He can only live for a short amount of time. You could remove the wall. You do whatever you need to do. You check till his nose. If there's no air coming out of his nose, you know he's dead. It doesn't matter when you're uncovering the wall, whether you can do his head first or his feet first. The point is you do till his nose. See, back in the olden days, one of the main ways where they would check death they would keep a feather by a person's nose. And once the feather stopped, you know, moving, they knew he was no longer breathing. It's the same thing here, you know, till, till his nose, you, you know, you could be Michal Shabbos. And once you get to the point where, hey, until he's not breathing anymore, so, hey, you got, you got to stop. That like the Pasuk says, whoever has the Nisham of the Ruach Chaim, the spirit of life in his nose, says, that's what life is dependent on. But like I said, I think this is only a smach, right? So uh, one could. Now, another thing is today's day and age where just because a person's not breathing now, it doesn't mean that we can't make him be breathing anymore, right? Hence CPR, AED machines, and everything else. 
So we're not going to say, oh, you know, if you, his vitals are gone, that you're not going to Shabbos do CPR. Adarave, you better do it even faster and harder, because you today we do have a way of, for lack of a better word, resuscitating the dead. We don't say if you got his heart and you don't find him in the heart pumping, he's surely dead. We don't go by watching his chest go up and down, right? And uh, we'll go by his nose. Let's say, you know, a building collapsed, you have many dead people. The first couple of people you bring up are dead. So you might say the people beneath them are surely dead. We don't say that. Keep, you know, keep that search and rescue until you remove all the bodies. No, no one's considered dead until you find them that way. They start up and they assault Klal Yisrael. They start up and they they want a few dollars. You can basically go out to war. If you have a city that's on the boundary between where the Yudin live and the Goyim live, even if they've only come just to take the steel of Shroik in Mechal Shabbos, which we'll explain why. Ramallah says one step further, he goes, and he says, not only have they come, you can go out to war, but if rumors out there, you know, and you're watching over the mountaintops, and you see them preparing to come to, to start up, you can go out for an all-out war. So if God you'd base Aliske Mamad, we shall have some Mamad, who does from Shabbos? The guy breaks into the house, all he wants is a few dollars. So, gave him a call Shabbos. I feel the Stam, the Savik, the Foshes, the Right, if they come in a Stam, you don't know what they're coming for. Savik, the Foshes, so you can be called Shabbos, last far. If it's a boundary city, Irsham Avdelis Ben Gvul Shay Yisrael Darim Ben Gvul Aydik Gvulim. Why? Because the bottom line is that when they come for the straw and stubble, right, similar to Rachman Al Tzom, the Nazis came on Kli Yisrael, right. The first day Hitler came, he didn't come to wipe out the Jews. He spent from 1933 to 1939 warming them up. Back in the day, it was the same way. What would they do? First, they'd come and see if they got away with stealing the straw. The next time, they'd come for big. Until they work their way up. So the point is that Be'etzim, they're coming for Nefoshis. Even if today it's not for Nefoshis, it's, 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 it's for saving Kalal Yisrael that you put a stop to it now. So in such a case, it's permitted. Even if the, you know, the rumor goes out that they're coming. Even if they haven't come yet. You can get on your armor. To guard yourself. And you know, when they hear that you guys are getting ready for war, they won't come. We're not medacting on pekuch nefesh, which means that you don't have to sit there with a rov and a paisik, right? Exactly how big is the rumor? How many of them put on their armor, right? Are they ready on their horses? You know, it doesn't work that way. You hear they're coming, you find out from your spies that they're ready to, to, to break out war, you take the initiative first. Siv Zayin. Yesh mi those who say, Shabizman azeh, I feel ball is came moment. Some say that in today's day and age, even if they only come for finances, mechal and mechal shabbos. Why? She emulishim lo yani chenu yisrael lishlo v'lovos momen yagen v'avis iskeni fashes. Because when they come to a whole town, they want to loot a town. Achmonot like during the Crusades, the Cossacks. You think about it. 
They came to a town. Now, what's the chance that you can have one Yid who's going to get upset and who's going to try to block? And what's going to happen? It's going to turn into bloodshed. So some say that when they're coming to a whole start, even though technically speaking, maybe by the letter of their rules, they'd be happy if they got all your finance and they go. But we all know that getting it, good chance is going to be bloodshed. Therefore, some old, even though technically coming, the moments you can stop them. Like the apprentice, he says, it's that you know, you, you can't sit here, I can't sit here like as an armchair politician and, and give psak for every scenario that may ever happen. Every scenario has to be judged and weighed on its own basis. But like we said before, any Suffolk, you know, Suffolk the Fashis Lahakul, you go out. Sorry, uh, yeah, Surely when they're coming, and he's talking when they're coming on a group of people, you have to watch, you have a large group of Jews, who's going to have someone who's not going to give up his money so easily. And you're going to try killing him. You can see it as if they came from the Fashas. If they're coming for a specific person, they come, they break in, they whatever, they want one rich guy's house, they want his money, give him his money, let them go. You have to be mishar, the anger of the people, whatever rush, what's going on with that. Which Bruce says, you should know today, when the enemy comes from outside the boundaries of your country, they come to loot and take. We're obligated to go out with our armor. I feel all this came on, even if they don't want finances. Like the Malchus requires, right? Meaning that if another country attacks, even if you're going to say the one coming to attack, you know, for a moment is, is that you go out, and you have to go out. Because if not, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? If, if, if they come into your border town, they come into your town, and they start. And the government are going to say, one second, dude, how come that town didn't already hold them off, right? And it's going to be worse bloodshed, right? So therefore, they come like that as a rabbin, says, go out to, go out to war. Siv Ches. The same Chavetz Chaim who's saying this also writes in his Machni Yisrael to Rachman son back in the day when Chal Yisrael from Yudin were drafted into the Polish army and the Russian army. He writes against the same to them, and he writes there how they came Mechal Shabbos extra, which means that what you're allowed, you know, it doesn't mean that just because now you're in the army, oh, now you have a blanket head to all Chil Shabbos, right? It's that which is necessary to do. So the same Chavetz Chaim says that in such a case, you have to go out. Also, that doesn't mean that you, it's not a blanket head that now Shabbos is over. It means that within the context of what's necessary to do to ward off the attack, that is mutter to do. Siv Ches. You see a boat. That's uh, being tossed around at sea and the yid's on it. Or the, the, the river is very wild, right? A yid is being chased by a guy. It's a mitzvah to mechal Shabbos to try to save them. And it's from Simon Shinvav, what's the halacha of somebody who they're trying to force to, to convert to, to be Mishumid, and he can mechal Shabbos to get him out of it. So we'll leave that. But let's see, Mr. Bursiv Khan Yud Chesim, Le Akum Buadin Misrol, 
But I'm not a guy who's chasing you to kill you, but I'm the you trying to kill you. Because you mishash, you always say, if you mishash, that's come to Sakon, don't need to let's see living after you can go save him. The Henki Shadam near the Menachos was being chased by a snake. I dove or a beer, a gun came in, so I said, let's save him. I feel I see a camelochus for Shabbos. Even if it's going to require breaking Shabbos in many different Melochis, you can do it to save the person. Nevertheless, what happens if by you trying to save him, you're putting yourself into a sakon, into a danger? You're not obligated. Your life comes first. Even a sophic on your life is more important than a vade on someone else's life. Before you say one second that it's a suffix if all of a sudden you're becoming very from and worrying about the that something is a sakana here, I drive to save somebody, I might get into a car accident, right? It's not called a suffix sakana, you drive safely. Right? says, be careful not to try to say every time I have to save somebody, jump into the water to, to save someone. Savad, if you don't know how to swim, don't jump in. Right? We're going to have to save two people. But if you're not a swim, you can say, one second, what is dangerous? <laughs> but if you're a lifeguard, get in there, right? That's what you're trained to do. Right? So you have to know. Every person has to know what the capabilities are, what the capabilities are. They have to be honest with themselves and do what they have to do accordingly. But you don't risk your life to save someone else's life. You're not, I shouldn't say, you're not, you don't. You're not obligated to risk your life to save somebody else's life. I'm not saying you can't. It's times when you can. You have to show your life, right? That's all child today. Not to go into it now, but of let's say donating one kidney to save somebody else's life. Right? So many places will say, "Vad, you're not obligated to do so," because Lamaisa by donating a kidney, you're risking it. It's, it's a zakona for yourself, but Lamaisa, you're saving someone else's life. So you're not, it may not be obligated, but it doesn't mean you can't. Siftes, Anytime you go out to save, you could return with all your armory, with all your guns, bring everything back with you. Right? You can't say, oh, we killed the enemy, leave the stuff out there, and I'll come back empty handed. Why? Chazal said that if we don't allow you to come back, what's going to happen? You're not going to go. Right? And this is the Hatta that Hatzola and many other emergency crews rely on, on returning from the hospital or returning from things, right? Is that wherever you can go on Shabbos to save, you may return. We'll stop over here.